Welcome to Wrestling with the Weasel. It's the Weasel here. I am back for second week in a row. We're both uh, two and eight on our predictions, by the two way. Two and eight. God damn, we suck. We got a guy that doesn't know a lot about wrestling and a guy that knows a lot about wrestling. And we both totally so see, suck. It, no matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We both totally suck, which is totally cool because it was unpredictable. Not as the way I thought it was going, but hey, that's pretty cool. Um, still interesting to watch. Still very interesting to watch. I loved it. Every second of Survivor. If you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about Survivor Series. Check last week's episode. Uh, check last week's episode for our shitty predictions. Projections. Really shitty. <laughs> predictions, but they you know that's the way it crumbles. I mean, you want to be wrong when it comes to professional wrestling. You want to be surprised. I was surprised at a lot of these matches. Um, more so than others, but we're going to go down the little list here. I'm going to talk about, you know, a little rundown of each match. Can we start with the two that we got right? Okay, the two that we got <laughs> right. Okay, well, we both got two different ones right. All right, well. This one's pretty obvious. We got The Fiend versus Daniel Bryan. The Fiend won, of course. Um, yeah, it was a slow, steady match, you know. Again, they did the red light gimmick. Yeah, you know, they're wrestling under red light, yeah. But I was looking at this one. It looked a little cleaned up. Um, I was looking at this match compared to their last match when they were wrestling in Saudi Arabia, red light. What I'm thinking is, and maybe you could help me out here, Zoli, because you're big with the lights and all that. Yes. Is it different? when you're outside compared to when you're inside oh yeah yeah so if you're outside wrestling with a red light outside there's more glare more so from a technical aspect of it outside you have all of that natural light you have shit reflecting off of anything else that's out there and if they're in saudi arabia i'm assuming it's like in the center of something a bigger arena big stadium so you still have the sun reflecting off the buildings oh well, it was in the night you still have the ambient light. You still have moonlight coming. Okay. You still have something. So when you pair that with heavy red light, it just it looks off. Whereas if you do it indoors, and you've seen the UFC do this too, if somebody comes out with red light, like it's red. There's no other mixture of color in there. It's it's red. And and if you watch this match, the Fiend versus uh, Daniel Bryan this past Sunday, it was actually really clean. And there was no glare. You can see what's going on at some points. So it's kind of dark, understandably. But it was good. I mean, I mean the match was all right. I mean, the match was a slow-paced, heavy-hitting match. You know, Daniel Bryan had his offense. And then the Fiend won with the air. You know, Daniel Bryan went to the air, and the Fiend won with a mandible claw, which was amazing. Cool, cool mm-hmm. little cool little win right there. But my thing is with the red light. I mean, I hope they don't stop it for uh, Royal Rumble because I'm going to be there for Royal Rumble. So it's one thing watching, you know, the red light oh, yeah, on TV against watching the red light in person. So I'm hoping they keep the gimmick going at least to Royal Rumble so I could see it in person because I'm going to be there in person. Again, I'm going to be at the Royal Rumble in person. <laughs> if you guys see me, you know, feel free to say hi to me. Uh, shout out Weasel and I'll be like, hey, what's that? So, If you do go and they still have the red, um, look at it on your phone, picture mode, and then look at it video mode and you'll see a, a big difference, difference on that. Stuff. All right, that's what I'm going to do. But um, again, so that's the one we both got right. The Fiend versus Daniel Bryan. Uh, all right. Well, then we were both right on that one. The next one we got right, I mean, this was another obvious one, was Adam Cole, and he ended up wrestling uh, Pete Dunne, which on this card was match of the night because to what those two guys did the night before, which was War Games, the, the man, the brutality, that, especially that Adam Cole went through, was just crazy. I mean, taking a move off the top of a cage, I don't know if I showed it to you, Zoli, but... 
he took one hell of a move. Of course, he was protected, but it was like, what the hell? Did he, why the? Yeah, like I just was shouting at the TV, dude, guys, you have you have to wrestle tomorrow, Adam Cole. Like, come on, man. <laughs> but it was really cool, like to see Adam Cole. This was his. I want to say, let me see. Wednesday he wrestled. Friday he wrestled. Saturday he wrestled. Sunday he wrestled. So he had four matches in five nights. So like I said last week on the show, Triple H and the company sees a lot in Adam Cole to be able to trust him to perform in four nights, four matches in five days. Jesus Christ. He's going to be in the... How old is this dude? Uh, He's in his 20s, I want to say. Maybe like mid-upper 20s. He's still a young cat. What's What's his name, sir? Adam Cole. That's his real name? Yeah, well, I mean, if you look up Adam Cole on Google, of course, this is the clueless uh, producer, you know, Googling well, his kid. I, know I, I messaged you once about uh, Triple H's real name. Paul Levac. <laughs> oh, he's 30 years old. Uh, I mean. Okay, he's 30. He's only 30. I don't think four, four matches, five days. I think that's. And he's conditioned for it. And like, it's not a regular thing for him, right? No, 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 no. Also, eh, so, I mean, I mean he's usually, tired as hell. Yeah, but. right now he's tired as hell, but. <laughs> Usually the NXT guys wrestle maybe a one on TV and then they have like two or three little house shows or they go on tour for like three nights and four, three nights, three matches and three nights. So that's really uh, the most workload they do. But the intensity of the match that he had the night before his Survivor Series match, it can't be unmatched because that shit was balls to the wall. All, I think it was like 20, 30 minutes long. Just crazy shit going on that whole match. And for him to perform at War Games and then come the next night to perform at Survivor Series and have arguably probably the match of the night against Pete Dunne, God, I mean, <laughs> I mean Adam Cole right now in the WWE slash NXT is probably my favorite, one of my favorite wrestlers next to AJ Styles, but I say that every week. But Adam Cole he is does. up there. <laughs> Adam Cole is up there as a, one of my favorite uh, wrestlers. But um, overall, that match probably... Five weasels out of four. Ooh. It was a really good match. I suggest people go watch that match. Um, the Fiend versus Daniel Bryan. Well, it was probably two, three weasels. I mean, if they would have changed the light, maybe fix it. But I like it. It's different. So without considering the light, would you give it more weasels? Nah. It was a slow, heavy-hitting match. Daniel Bryan picked it up, but the Fiend, what people don't know, you have to understand, is the Fiend is hard-hitting, slow-paced matches. I mean, it'll hit you. But he's not gonna be running around, and his more his is more mind games, mind mind tactics, and all that. So, yeah. So those are the two matches that we actually got right. <laughs> Both got right. Okay. So what we're gonna do now is talk about the matches we got wrong. <laughs> and all the other ones. <laughs> all the other ones. Well, no, no, no. We got you got one right. I got one right. You know. But the ones that we both got wrong that we both picked, Rey Mysterio. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm not going to be surprised about that one because it's it's Brock. It's Brock, it's Brock Lesnar. But he, it was a really cool moment in this match. You know, Ray, it was a no holds bar, no disqualification match. So what happens is Ray Mysterio gets a a lead pipe from out of the underneath the ring. He goes straight out, gets the lead pipe, starts whacking the shit out of Brock Lesnar. Cool. Next thing you know, his son comes out, Dominic. And he's been like teased on WWE programming a few times. Brock Lesnar beat the shit out of him a couple, uh, a few weeks ago, That's maybe like two months ago. So he comes out, uh, he starts beating him with a chair. Really, really cool moment here because they do a, a tandem six one nine together simultaneously on Brock. 
Um, and then, which was really cool with this, was Dominic did a frog splash. Well, it looked like a frog splash. I mean, I don't know if it was a frog splash, but it, it was an attempt at a frog splash. And you could tell he was trying to do a frog splash. It was really cool. And then followed up by one of Ray Mysterio's frog splashes. I mean, Brock Lesnar still kicked out, but at the same time, you got to give it up for Dominic. And, you know, that moment to have that with your dad. That's freaking awesome. That's cool. To have like a wrestling uh, moment like that against the heavyweight champion. Even though you lose, that's still really You're still in cool. a pay-per-view with your dad. Like, I think that's... And, you know, and they did the frog splash, you know, of course, for Eddie. Like, I mean, Uncle Eddie was up there looking down and saying, God dang. <laughs> God damn. But um, overall, that match was, you know, surprisingly well. I thought it was going to be a squash. I mean, even though I picked Ray, I thought it was like, I just did it, you know, because I have a feel-good moment and all that. But Brock Lesnar, you know, he's still the beast. It's Brock. I don't, I don't know who's going to beat Brock. I Do honestly you think he's going to have a long reign or you think it's coming up that he's going to get beat? I think he'll get beat at WrestleMania. And I'll probably give my prediction on who's going to get beat by. I mean, I hope it's not the way I'm thinking it is because I have two. I have one in my head and one in my heart. Two predictions for WrestleMania. Uh, and I'll get to that later. Um, Okay, so the next match I'm going to have right here is our triple threat women's match. It was Becky Lynch versus Bailey versus Shayna Baszler. We both suck because we both got it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So you pick Becky Lynch, of course, because fucking Becky Lynch. So you got to know what do you call it? Becky Lynch is the hottest thing in WWE right now. I picked Bailey because I was picking with my heart because I like Bailey. I've been Bailey fan since day one. And Shayna Baszler, she's good, you know. And today, just uh, this just proved it. This match just proved it. It was a slow match. It was the main event match. We have to give it up to the girls. First time, uh, women, uh, women's match, main event Survivor Series. Of course, they main evented WrestleMania this year, but now they're main eventing Survivor Series. So it's really cool to see that the women are actually evolving and they're actually becoming dominant in the WWE business. I hope other companies follow suit. AEW does a lot of work with that women's division, but they're going to get there. And I, I think they will, you know, it's got to grow a little bit, has to grow a little bit, but, um, uh, impact wrestling, they have a great women's division. Um, what else? MLW, they're going to start getting a good women's division ring of honor. Well, we don't talk about ring of honor anymore <laughs> after what they've been doing to Kelly Klein, <laughs> but that's another whole other story right there. But, um, Anyway, Shayna Baszler just proved that she's a tough son of a gun. Like, the way she won was choking out Bailey, you know, made Bailey tap, my Bailey tap. I mean, come on. <laughs> Y'all need to see Frank's face when he I was. That. I was really sad. When I saw that, I was like, <laughs> I really thought Bailey was going to shock the world. But it didn't happen. And I got laughed at in more ways than one. I got laughed at the guy next to me, which my friend was laughing at me. Got laughed at through text message. Got laughed at through here. Got laughed at through there. Probably got laughed at more during that than when the Cowboys lost to the Patriots. Which so we that's don't... why you were real salty this week? Yeah, weekend? I was really salty. <laughs> I was really pissed off. First off, the Cowboys lost, which we don't even want to get touched on that. We don't want to touch on the... This is a wrestling podcast. Yeah, right? I know, but... <sighs> well, what's, what's more real? NFL officiating or pro- professional wrestling? Come on. Bullshit. We'll talk about that on yeah, the show. Yeah, we won't talk about that right now. Get me all heated up. Anyway, so <laughs> let's talk about this match. So we got Shayna Baszler. Okay, Shayna Baszler won. Like pretty pretty uh, slow match, you know, not big heavy. They're heavy hitting, but not fast paced. The ending of this pay-per-view was this match, but the ending did not make total sense, especially with the follow-up on Raw. 
Becky Lynch, you know, attacks Shayna Baszler after Shayna Baszler celebrating, which is, I have no idea why she did that. Like, okay, like, she lost a match. So be it. Sorry, Becky. <laughs> you lost, but, and then, so she beats up Shayna. My only understanding on why she would beat up Shayna Baszler is to set up something in the future with a returning Ronda Rousey, because Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler are friends. So that's the only way I can see it, because I do not see Shayna, either that or Shayna Baszler wins the Women's Royal Rumble, which means she has to drop the NXT Women's title before the Royal Rumble. So if she wins the Royal Rumble, she could go against Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. Either that or this sets up Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey for WrestleMania. So are you calling it now? I'm calling one of those things. Becky Lynch is either going to face Shayna Baszler or Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. How long has Ronda been out? Uh, since last WrestleMania, actually. Last WrestleMania was the last we actually heard of Ronda Rousey. I mean, she comes out on the Total Diva show, but it's like a, like a recorded. So, And she's been trying to have babies. You can still work. I mean, I mean, she used to work, but she can't wrestle while pregnant. I mean, it's, well, unless I, you're May Young. That, <laughs> you're I May think Young. Like, like you said, I think that's a good way for them to bring her back. And so, she doesn't yeah. have that caliber, like At WrestleMania. I mean, Ronda wants to get paid. Yeah, of course, everybody wants to get paid, and who else is going to pay them than have the match at WrestleMania with Vince McMahon money? Come on. <laughs> I mean, I want to get paid with Vince McMahon money. Come on, Vince. We're here the podcast. I'm putting your fucking company over. Let's go. Anyway. Hook us up. Yeah, hook us up, man. Not a lot of people are putting your company over, but I am. Let's do this. All right. So anyway, the the Becky Lynch, I mean, I don't know. I don't understand the ending to this. Um, like I said, we have to wait for it. it the follow-up on Raw, Becky Lynch did not come out at all. I don't know why. She didn't. I mean, we'll talk about Raw later, but she did not come out on the day after Raw. So we don't know what's going on with Becky Lynch. We don't know if she was hurt. She don't know. We don't know what, but she did not look hurt at the end of that pay-per-view. All right. So that's the end of uh, that triple threat. The next one that we're going to talk about is Team Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. And this is the women's uh, Survivor Series that's match. you were showing me, right? No, no, no. That was War Games what I was showing oh, you. Oh, we, we could get to War Games in a little bit later, too, because that was just wild. Um, anyway, so this was the Survivor Series women's match. Um, I'm not going to lie. I was turning in and off of this match because it was the first match on the card. And I know this is a wrestling podcast, but I was watching the Cowboys and Patriots game at the same time. So, <laughs> and Cowboys were going to the final drive. So, you know, I had to like, oh, shit, which one do I watch? Which one do I watch? So I ultimately chose the Cowboys. So what I missed during this match, which I have to go back and rewatch, was um, Io Shirai and Candice LeRae injured for some reason. I don't know what happened, but they got taken to the back. So Team NXT was only left with two, I believe, three three wrestlers um, against the Team Raw and Team SmackDown's five. And, of course, one of those is Rhea Ripley, probably um, the hottest thing, hottest women's talent right now, NXT, next to Shayna Baszler. Um, but I don't know what happened with those two. So, okay, we're going to go on with, I mean, the match was good itself. But let's go to the ending of the match. So you have Rhea Ripley versus uh, Sasha Banks versus, uh, who was the last one? I want to say versus Natalia. I think it was Natalia. Because like I said, I was going back and forth. I'm sorry. I was going back and forth with this match. But what kind of didn't make sense in this match was if you have Io Shirai and Candice LeRae hurt, taken to a back, 
they shouldn't be allowed back at ringside. But for some reason, they came back to ringside. And I'm still confused as to, wait a minute, why are these, I mean, why are they messing up? I mean, you had Rhea Ripley going against Sasha Banks, and then you have Io Shirai and uh, Candice LeRae come back up. I was confused on to why. I don't know if they ever explained to it why it happened, but um, I was confused on why that was. But at the end, ultimately, Rhea Ripley won the match, which, uh, yeah, none of us got that right. You picked Team Raw, and I picked Team SmackDown. Albeit my pick for SmackDown was the last one, I picked Sasha Banks to be the last surviving member of SmackDown, and, yeah. well, she was. But she didn't win the match, which is sad. But I think they're setting up Sasha Banks for a Rumble win, maybe. Um, or maybe she'll challenge Bailey at one of the future uh, pay-per-views. But, um, yeah, Team NXT won that. It was a good match overall. I liked it. Uh, so, okay, let's go to the next one. Uh, we both got this one wrong again. So, we're going... The next one is going to be Team Raw versus SmackDown Live versus NXT. And this was all um, the men's one. So, it seemed like the WWE booked this to piss Twitter off. <laughs> I mean, that, I mean... I mean, the eliminations, who eliminated who, Walter was only in there for like maybe five minutes. I mean, WWE, I think, knew what they were doing with this match. And they had the right guys finish the match, but they knew they were going to mess with people at the beginning. They were going to troll the Twitterverse at the beginning, or the Twitter and the social media universe at the beginning of this match. Because you have, I think, Baron Corbin, uh, who did he eliminate? Uh, yeah, I don't know. You would have to go back. But he eliminated a crowd favorite. Um, like I said, Walter got eliminated. Uh, Tomas. Oh, I think Baron Corbin eliminated Tomasa Champa. I want to say that's who he eliminated. But yeah, it was just like you know, let's just piss off the WWE people, fans, and the people that don't like WWE that just talk shit about WWE. <laughs> it just pissed everybody off until the final three. The final three was Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns. You know, of course, those are two big names, and then the guy I've been saying since day one is gonna be big in this company. That's Keith Lee. And he made a name for himself. He This was his uh, Survivor Series debut. And like I said, if you want to debut and have a big debut, Survivor Series is the way to do it. And he did it big. So he comes out. He actually eliminates uh, Seth Rollins. And him and Roman Reigns are going back and forth. Boom, boom. You don't know who's going to win. At one point, I think, God damn, this guy's going to do it. Me and Zola could be right. And we weren't right because Roman Reigns did beat him ultimately. But like Zoli is watching right now, he did get the ultimate respect from Roman Reigns. Got a fist bump. A fist bump, bro. Got a fist bump. And just remember that name. Keith Lee. I mean, I hope he's going to be a big player soon. Well, I'm seeing here that uh, McMahon says he loves Roman Reigns now. Roman Reigns or Keith Lee? I mean, Keith Lee. Yeah, I, I read that today, like. Like I said, again, I mean, we'll talk about that later. A little bit of the wrestling, wrestling, uh, uh, Twitterverse, uh, you know, the insiders that, you know, think, but I believe that's true because Keith Lee showed a lot, um, in this match. He showed that he's characteristics. He showed he's, uh, a big guy. He can move. He's agile. He's great. But, um, yeah, Keith Lee is going to be a major player in this business soon. I want to say a lot of people are saying he might be a surprise uh, Rumble winner, which will be great. I mean, I still don't know if he's that ready yet, but that's what people are saying. He might be a surprise Rumble winner. Maybe even have him go against Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania this year. 
Well, I can see that. We we don't know. I mean, if he keeps that hot streak going, he does have a match tomorrow night. We're recording on Tuesday. Tomorrow night's NXT. Uh, he does have a match tomorrow night. Uh, we'll get to that later. A uh, really good match, actually, that I'm really excited for. All right. So we'll get to that match later. But Keith Lee, remember that name. It's going to be big in this business. Um, if it's not with WWE, it's going to be with AEW or it's going to be with Impact. But I see him big on WWE. He's going to be WrestleMania material right there. So after that, um, again, we got this next one wrong because we <laughs> suck. That's <laughs> the last one, actually, from the matches. Okay, it's AJ. AJ Styles is the best wrestler in the world, I think. Yeah, you can argue with me all you want. You know, write me on Twitter. Talk shit to me. The most adapted wrestler in the world. The most adapted wrestler. With, okay, okay, I talk about that every week, but I'm just saying. I just stress it to you guys. Watch him in every company he is in. He's he amazing. adapts. He wrestles New Japan style. He wrestles Ring of Honor style. He wrestled TNA style. He wrestled WCW style when he was a WCW. He had to adjust and wrestle the Vince McMahon way in WWE, and he freaking did it. <laughs> There's, I mean, not so many people could do that, and he did it with a smile on his face and a full. He doesn't have to do it anymore. He has a full bank account. He's set, but he's doing it because he he's one that I see loves. The business, not just the the company, not just the WWE company, but he loves the the business, the sport of professional wrestling. So that's why I love AJ Styles. He is one of my top wrestlers of all time. Okay, so so enough, uh, you know. Get off that horse. Yeah, enough gushing (laughs) over AJ Styles here. (laughs) I'm going to stress that to everybody that AJ Styles is the best wrestler in the world, but I'm going to say that until my face is blue. Okay, anyway, <laughs> let's go off that. <laughs> let's keep going. Okay, so he faced against Nakamura and uh, Roderick Strong. Um, Roderick Strong won, which was a really good match. It was actually a really, really, really good match. Um, you know, it was a back and forth. He had no idea what was going. He had Sami Zayn out there doing his crazy antics. I, I'm pretty sure he could still go. I don't know what's wrong with him right now. I don't know if he's hurt or not, but he's uh, doing a... Nakamura's uh, manager duties right now, but he's really good. He's a really good addition to Nakamura. But um, at the end, it was Roderick Strong. Juan via heel tactics. I don't know if they were trying to portray him as a heel because, you know, AJ was a heel in this match. Actually, all three of them are heels in this match. But um, uh, Roderick Strong uh, threw uh, AJ Styles off of Nakamura and made the pinfall after Nakamura got hit with a phenomenal forearm. And he won the match. So at the end of the night, the the final scorecard was Raw won one match. NXT, I believe, won four matches. And SmackDown won, I want to say, three matches. It was a tie. Two matches. So NXT won four matches. SmackDown won two. And Raw won a measly little one, which they don't even mention that on Raw. <laughs> it was It was a Viking Raiders. Oh, we skipped that one. But it was on a pre-show. It was a good match. But, I mean, it's pre-show, yeah. I mean, they didn't give the Viking Raiders with the respect they should get. But, anyway. So, what this shows is they're trying to help NXT out any way possible. Obviously. Yeah. To have NXT go over Raw and SmackDown. I mean, they're expecting this to hit their ratings on Wednesday now. Expecting a casual. Because, okay, here's the thing. Last week. When I was talking about NXT bringing in ratings, bringing in the other wrestlers for ratings, they did. Because NXT actually beat AEW the first time in, I think, two months over ratings on Wednesday. And a lot of people are saying, oh, it's because uh, they had to bring in Raw. Okay, 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 that's cool. 
but it was storyline purposes. And they keep it up. Cool. But here's the difference now. AEW stayed at um AEW stayed, I think at if you want to look up the ratings from last week for AEW NXT, AEW stayed at consistently, I think it was like eight hundred and ninety-seven thousand, I wanna say. So they didn't gain any new viewers. They didn't lose any new viewers. It looks like they're pretty much set. They could be in the 800,000s, upper 800,000. NXT brought in new viewers with this invasion angle. So this is an article from Forbes. AEW it garnered 893,000 viewers, down 7% from the 957,000 last week. Um... WWE's NXT drew an average viewership of 916,000, up 22%. So here's the thing. NXT lost, what, 7% you said? They lost a little bit of viewers. No, AEW lost a little bit of viewers. Yeah, hey, they lost a little bit of viewers. They're, I mean, they're saying, oh, it's because people were switched off of AEW to go to, okay. No, what I think happened was the casual viewers from NXT, from the WWE Raw and from SmackDown, Wanted to see what they were going to do on NXT, so they all went to NXT and saw that. And then what happens? They all, um, they all, if they let's see if NXT can maintain that, uh, what do you call it? Keep those viewers there. Let's see if they could keep them um, there to the next week and the next week and the next week. Let's see if they can retract them. Is that what it's? I don't know. I'm, I failed at English. Is that what it's called? <laughs> retract, keep them coming. You want to attract the viewers and you want, you want to retain them. Yeah, there we go. Retain them. Just like I retain clueless information. Yeah, there. clueless information. <laughs> this is like, yeah. So let's see if NXT can retain them. I think they have a good shot at doing it because after that showing on Survivor Series, that's just going to help them more. Albeit, AEW does have a pretty stacked show for tomorrow, the day before Thanksgiving. Um, we'll get into that a little bit later. But yeah, that was Survivor Series. Zoli, we sucked. That's all right. We'll but that's better. all right. That's we'll, the get we'll, we'll get better with the predictions and all that. But it's actually good to be surprised. You don't want to know the dirt <gasps> sheets. You don't want to know what's, who's going to win what. You know, Where's the fun when you actually know who's going to win? Well, see, here's my question for you then. So you say stars are born on Survivor Series, right? Do you think the big man, Keith Lee, is the next star? Oh, yes, definitely. Keith Lee and Rhea Ripley. I didn't really touch on Rhea Ripley, but... Uh, Rhea Ripley did the Adam Cole schedule from Raw, SmackDown, and uh, uh, what do you call it? Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and uh, Survivor Series and War Games. Uh, Rhea Ripley is probably going to be a big star on the women's side, just like uh, Keith Lee is going to be the big star on the men's side. Oh, yeah, that's Rhea that's Ripley. Her. Oh, yeah. She's a big heavy hitter. She'll probably be up there. I think she's going to be the one to take the belt off of Shayna when that. Time does come, and I think that's when Shayna starts to feud with Becky. But expect to see Rhea Ripley um, headlining a few shows in the future. Okay, and then from there, okay, like I said. Oh, dude, Rhea Ripley is going to be the next big one. She turned 23 six weeks ago. And she's young. Has a whole freaking career ahead of her. What about, yeah, Keith? Yeah. What, what about Keith Lee? How was that big boy? Uh, everybody's talking really good about Keith Lee on wrestling Twitter. Oh yeah, he's 
probably... You have your red light match? <laughs> the gimmick match. That, that scares so referees. Weird. And that, I mean, it's, it's gimmick matches. You got to you gotta understand, like, you, it's, you know, everyone has them. And I think it's cool. I just hope they keep it for uh, Royal Rumble because I want to see it. I want to see what it looks like live. All right. So from there, you know, let's talk about the night before a little bit. Just a little touch, a little bit about the night before was War Games. So if you don't know what War Games is, it was a, a, I didn't really touch on it last week. It's basically uh, two teams of uh, four going in, a cage match, and just chaos ensues. What I want to talk about on War Games is the women's match. I was showing uh, my little Clutus Clip producers little clips of the match before. And I was, was dope. I was showing my friend Josh. You know, he lives in Houston. I hope to run into him. Shout out to Josh. I hope to run into him um, when I go to Houston. But he I was showing him clips like, God damn, what the hell? What the hell? What the hell? What the hell? That's all he kept saying. When every time I messaged him, clips of that show. So the women's match was probably the match of the weekend on War Games. Because you had heel turns. You had uh, psychology. You had pain. You had storytelling. You had Rhea Ripley winning. You had everything going right for that match. Uh, you had high fly moves. You had great stuff going on that match. Um, and then let's talk about, you know, the elephant in the room. I don't know if I told you about this, uh, Zoli. This is pretty interesting. So the men's war game match. You had Adam Cole in that match. Here's the thing. He took a, a big bump off the top of a cage from Tommaso Ciampa. A lot of people are talking about that bump. Cool. But a lot of people are also talking about what the camera showed. What the camera showed in the crowd was Adam Cole's girlfriend. No big deal, right? Okay. When they named the girlfriend, her name is Britt Baker. No big deal, right? Thing is, if you Britt Baker is probably number two or number three women's wrestler on dun, 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 AEW. So, <laughs> so basically, here it is. They had an AEW star being shown on WWE TV on WWE Network getting acknowledged by the announcers I mean they didn't say WWE star I mean AEW star yeah, Britt Baker yeah, they said oh his girlfriend Britt Baker in disbelief I liked it a lot of people on Twitter were like oh I mean Triple H said the director of the camera work that night did not know who she was yeah did not know who she was <laughs> Yeah, they said they did not know who she was, and they said, oh, it was a mistake, and Triple H said he talked to her, say, I did not mean to put you on the spot like that, but they knew what they were doing. Come on. They know who Britt Baker is. They she's, That's not the first time she's there. That's not the first time. Um, it helps out that match, because that bump that he took off the top of the cage, showing the concern in her face, this is what I said on Twitter, showing the concern in her face adds realism to that bump. If you just see, if you don't see, if you see her and she's like, ah, he does it all the time. No, yeah. no. Showing that concern on her face was just added realism to everything, which was just great. Like, it was a great moment to see her. And I hope it doesn't affect her in AEW. I mean, I shouldn't. I mean, come on. I mean, wrestlers like both products. There's a reason that there's three shows from one. Yeah, if we should. Like. Yeah. But that's the big bump, you know. I'm slowly looking at it right now. In slow motion, it looks it's like shit. Um, of course, he was protected that whole time. You know, Tomasa, if you look at it, Tomasa Trampa 
was so tense protecting that neck, so tense protecting everything. Yeah. But at the same time, that shit has to hurt. <laughs> like, come on. And right now, Zoli's actually looking at the bump that Adam Cole took off of the cage. From- yeah, watch it in slow motion. And you see him kind of get up and kind of like, I'm good. And then just like, go back like, okay, that hurt. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, I'm done. I think that was a big hit and that was great. And that's why I'm saying Adam Cole had that match. And to come out the next day and defend his belt and have another five-star match. I mean, he's that, that kid's unbelievable, man. Like, it's crazy what he could do. Um. Anyway, so yeah, those were war games and that was Survivor Series. Good weekend, good overall weekend for uh, the city of Chicago for wrestling fans, pro wrestling fans. Uh, SmackDown wasn't bad at all either, but you know, yeah. So that was the weekend of wrestling. I'd say that was a pretty damn good weekend. It was a really good weekend. All these highlights that I'm seeing on the wrestling Twitter and on Reddit, they look. It was such a great weekend. I mean, I I I took the weekend off for a reason. It's like I told you when you were showing me the matches. Like I, I think I could get used to watching NXT. Yeah, and, I really do. And I mean, I I'm not trying to hate on AEW. I like AEW, but NXT for me is a superior brand. I mean, of course, for other people, it's AEW. I mean, I'm not going to tell people to watch. I don't like. I don't expect people to tell me what to watch. I don't care well, what they wear. The jacket of AEW and an NXT shirt. Like, hey, hey, <laughs> I, I like both the shows. I mean, what? I mean, that's it's what I'm o- saying. Like, you, you it's okay. It's okay to yeah. like both shows, and that's what people on Twitter do not understand. Both shows have their faults. Both shows have you know their mess ups, but it's okay to be a fan of both shows. I'm actually Twitter friends with a, a couple that are doing an AEW heavy broadcast uh, podcast. Just go check them out there, Dojo and Dynamite. The big uh, AEW heavy broadcast. I'm a big WWE NXT heavy broadcast, as you can probably tell from the last few weeks. I'm big time WWE, big time NXT. Um, it's okay to like both products. It's okay if you only like one product and don't like the other one. It's okay. I'm not going to tell people what to watch. You go watch what you want to watch. Okay. I'm not here to tell you what to watch. I'm here to give you my opinion on what I've been watching and all that. So, yeah, that was my Survivor Series review. Was that weekend. was my little my little rant about <laughs> what you like and what you don't like and what you have to like, what you can like, what you don't like. Okay. So, yeah. Um. Anyway. So, okay. I know that was a pretty good re- recap, but I want to just go touch on a little bit of stuff here about Monday Night Raw. Just a little bit of stuff. All right. All right. We're all listening. Let's, let's first start to talk about Seth Rollins. The first thing that comes out on Monday Night Raw was Seth Rollins doing a town meeting with the Raw locker room. Cool little segment. Well, I mean, if you don't follow Seth Rollins' Twitter, how he just likes to talk down on a lot of professional wrestlers because he's a... You don't like to, he likes to talk down on professional wrestlers because he's, a, I guess, a, one of the highest paid in WWE. So he talks down. I like, think he's better than a lot of the wrestlers. Like in other companies. Not just in WWE, but in other companies. Um, he talks down. So he kind of made that his character in the ring, which is really funny, actually. Um, he basically went Twitter Rollins on WWE Raw yesterday, uh, Monday, whenever you're hearing this. So it's pretty cool to see that. He was you know, calling, he called Flair, like he even told Flair, are you even a Flair? He called her like questioning her, her Flair. Her Flairness? Her Flairness. <laughs> like, to call her that and to call other people dumb and you know just that i mean i mean i think it's i mean it's interesting to see where this goes with him in the future 
at the end of Raw, we saw what we saw at the end of Raw was AOP, the Authors of Pain, come out and you don't know they're helping him, but they do jump Seth, uh, not Seth Rollins, they do jump Kevin Owens. Uh, Kevin Owens uh, had a match with Seth Rollins in the main event, but they, the Authors of Pain, do jump Seth, uh, Kevin Owens, leaving uh, him vulnerable to Seth Rollins. It looks like they could jump Seth Rollins, but they just walk out the ring, leaving Kevin Owens there just ass kicked, and then Seth Rollins ends the night with a curb stomp, which is which is like, you don't know what this guy, is he joining the AOP? Is he still on his own? Is he just a heel now? Is he a face? Is he confused? Who knows? But it's interesting where he's going to go with his uh, character development now. He basically, right now he's Twitter, he's in Twitter Rollins mode. <laughs> it's just pretty cool. It's pretty funny. Like if you look at his Twitter and you just see the way how he talks, before he would talk down to like Will Ospreay, he would talk down to other wrestlers in other companies, not just WWE, but in other companies, which would piss people off. So now it looks like he's doing that in real life. <laughs> yeah, so that's what they're saying is that he's, he's being Twitter wrong. Yeah. Now he's being Twitter wrong, which is really like interested now. Um, now what I really want to touch on now, like the last thing I'll probably touch on for this episode. Okay. So we all know about Lana Rusev and uh, Bobby Lashley. Their little love triangle they're going on, you know, that shitty gimmick that I've been talking about since. Yeah, you've been yeah. complaining about it for a while. I'm not complaining about it anymore. <laughs> I mean, it's still a shitty gimmick, still a shitty, st- shitty storyline, shitty. You know, I mean, people like it though. People are watching it on YouTube. It's probably one of their highest rated, uh, highest oh, viewed. Yeah. yeah, it's like the Bobby Lashley Rusev is their highest viewed uh, videos on uh, YouTube. Here's the thing though. What I like about it is Rusev is getting over a lot. If you look at, um, if you rewatch Raw, next to Rey Mysterio winning the United States Championship, which is actually a big deal. We, I mean, we didn't touch on it, but he is the new United States Champion. She beat it from uh, AJ Styles. But um, next to that reaction from the crowd, the second loudest pop was Rusev. So they're doing their job. Uh, Rusev is getting over with this crappy storyline. He's getting the loudest pops of the night sometimes in various cities. So what I want to touch on is bad storylines does not make the wrestler. The wrestler has to make that bad storyline work. It doesn't matter if they give you a freaking, look at uh, Mick Foley made a sock go over. <laughs> a freaking sock. I mean, if you can make a sock go over, I mean, pretty damn good. I mean, come on. Uh, Santino Morella made a freaking Cobra. Cobra go over. <laughs> I mean, I mean, WWE comes up with like some silly gimmicks and silly storylines, but if these wrestlers, these Hall of Famers can make these storylines become something, I think now that I'm watching this storyline, I think it could be something. Like I still do not like it, but I don't hate it anymore. I think it's more of a don't like it anymore because... Uh, Bubba Ray, Bully Ray, uh, Bully Ray, you know, his big Hall of Famer once said, and I read it, I heard it in his radio show, Busted Open. He once said, um, they could give you the shittiest gimmicks, but it's up to you to get that gimmick over. You got to so, polish this turd. Yeah, you have to polish the turd, basically. That's what he said. He referred to himself when they gave him a stuttering gimmick. He would come out and he would stutter. And he got it over. <laughs> but, you know, but he got it over. Like, that's what like he was like known for for WWE for a while. But he, you know what? They gave it to him and he 
fucking rolled with it. Sorry for cussing, but he rolled with it and he got that gimmick over. Um, if they, if Rusev could get this storyline over and get the loudest pops of the night, he will polish a turd into a, a gold nugget. Is that what? Ooh. Is that is that the is that the scene? Yeah, let's go with. <laughs> let's go with. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if he could turn the storyline over and make it work for him and get loud pops like we just heard this past Monday, if he could continue to get those pops and continue people shouting Rusev Day and all that, then. I mean, I don't know. Again, at the end of the day, I don't know if it's people feeling sorry for him and they want him to go over because, you know, oh, man, poor guy. He deserves better than this. Or they just genuinely believe in the storyline and they believe that this storyline is really, like, real life. Uh, it's not kayfabe. It's real life. But I don't know. But uh, Rusev is getting over through the storyline. And Bobby Lashley is getting so much heat, excuse me, from the storyline. And Lana... I don't know if it's go-away heat or in general heat. She is getting heat for this storyline as well. What I'm seeing is that people genuinely like this guy. Rusev, yeah. Yes. They, yeah, he's a he's a cool guy. I have a picture with him when I went to the Royal Rumble last year. He's a really nice guy. Um, but like I said, like, a lot of people say he deserves better. His skills do not uh, should not be in this storyline. Yeah, because I've seen several memes like this. Let's say, you know, remember when Bobby Lashley was cool. Yeah. No, and then that's the thing, though. And then now now he's a heel. So I don't know if like people like generally hate him because of the storyline or they hate him because he's going along with the storyline. But I'd say it's a mixture yeah, of both. Yeah, you got to give it to them. They are running with it. Like Lana and Bobby Lashley pose for Instagram pictures. I mean, they're not breaking K-Fab. They're keeping with it. So... I mean, and at the end, you've seen Bobby Lashley is getting a lot of heat, probably the biggest booze of the night next to Baron Corbin on Friday night. But Bobby Lashley is one of the hated heels right now. And uh, Rusev is actually, uh, what do you call it, uh, getting the loudest pops of the night. So it's not, what I'm trying to say is the gimmick doesn't make the wrestler. The wrestler has to make the gimmick. You have uh, like another example, a little quick to go on it. It's Paul Burchill was a pirate. He came out as a pirate gimmick. He didn't get it over. Yeah, yeah, no. But Kyrie's saying the same thing. Probably different probably different eras, probably different, you know, talent, but Kyrie Zane came in years like uh Birchill was a while back. Uh Kyrie Zane came in just I think earlier that uh, this year, last year. Came out with a pirate gimmick and she got it over. She won the NXT title and she kept the title in a chest. Of course she's doing something totally different now with uh Oscar, but her first gimmick in WWE was a pirate gimmick and she got it over. So, I mean, it's up to you to make the gimmick work. They give you the gimmick and they tell you to run with it. How you want to take it, you take it. Um, another uh, Zack Ryder always says, if they give you a five-second match or a five-minute match, you better go out there and bust your ass because you never know when you're going to get that chance again. If you go out there and you show them that you want to do this, and then those five seconds could turn into five minutes, could turn mm -hmm. into 20 minutes, could turn into a championship match, you know. So at the same time, like I'm, you know, sometimes these wrestlers do deserve better, but they also need to t seize the moment, you know. So uh, my question for you is: Is Rusev out of jail yet? Or <laughs> and that's actually really <laughs> that was actually. I mean, yeah, he went to jail. I don't know. That's actually a really funny. A uh, backstage segment they showed it on WWE exclusive that he goes and he's all. 
He, he's just shouting, like, it's Rusev Day. <laughs> and then he's walking with the cops. And then the key goes, so what do I do now? I've never been to jail. <laughs> I mean, I could probably tell him what to do. I'm ah, just kidding. Uh, so anyway, we'll stop there. <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll just do a quick. <laughs> all right, we'll do a quick uh, little preview for tomorrow. Uh, going to talk about Wednesday. Just a little quick preview. I don't want to keep it more longer. So we got NXT AW Week 9, I believe, going up against each other. Um, it's an AEW big time show. They're going to have a Jericho versus Scorpio Sky for the world title. Um, it should be a good match. I'm taking Jericho to win that title. Of course, because it's freaking La Champion. He's not going to do any. He's not going to lose it on TV, on live TV. Um, we have Cody Rhodes back in action. We don't know what he's going to do, but he has a mic, live mic. And we have MJF going against uh, Adam Adam Page. Yeah. Was it Adam Page? Oh fuck! I've been so much wrestling. <laughs> got a long the cowboy, answer. yeah, cowboy shit. We'll talk about that on my show. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we got uh, MJ. I think MJF's gonna win that match. I mean, they're going for a freaking I think forty five thousand dollar championship ring, like a ring you wear. So all that is. So the reason MJF is gonna win, my prediction is, is because he's a heel. A forty-five thousand championship ring is just something to give the heel, so he could use in matches. Plain and simple. <laughs> and he's just gonna win it, and he's gonna use it in every single match he's in from now on. That's no, what I, I think. I will is be watching happen. tomorrow. So uh, you should actually watch NXT because NXT is gonna have the Undisputed Era versus uh, Dominic Dijkovich along with uh, Keith Lee for the tag team champions championship. All right, I guess I'm watching NXT yeah, tomorrow. Because <laughs> Keith Lee, like that match, is gonna deliver. Uh, Dominic is a big boy too and he could uh, he could deliver some good matches but Keith this might be the start of something really big for Keith Lee um, I'm going to leave you now if I could just say one thing it's just Keith Lee remember that name he's rising right now he's going to be headlining mm, maybe he has to get he has to be the next New Day first well I don't want to say New Day because that's kind of not really. He's got to make something of himself right now. Yeah, He's I'm not going to say New Day because that's kind of like going on another, another issue there. I don't want to touch. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to say he's he has to become the next. Does he, does he have to do it quick? Yes, because if he doesn't do it quick, you never know. That door will always shut down and there's always other wrestlers that want to take that ball and run with it. So he needs to deliver it quick and he needs to do it. I think he's the only one that can beat Lesnar, so he's going to do yeah, it. Yeah, and I believe next two weeks. it might be him or... Like, oh, this was my prediction. My prediction for Royal Rumble before we end the match. My Royal Rumble prediction, an early prediction. We don't know what's going to happen. We still have two months. Either Kevin Owens will win the Royal Rumble and go against uh, Brock at um, WrestleMania. Or like I said, Keith Lee will be a surprise win and go against Brock Lesnar at uh, WrestleMania. Or my heart's going to tell me... <laughs> Andrade is going to win, but uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> Let's not go with the heart. We saw where Yeah, we saw the heart got me with Bailey. Got choked out. Anyway, that's, uh, that's all for we have for today. So, weasel up. Well.